Hello, Guardians. Welcome back to Tower Casuals, the Destiny podcast. I'm your returning host, Corey Darian. Alongside me, as always, is the Jotun Toten, the Vault Dwelling, the Flawless T-Rex himself, Josh Finney. Hi, Josh. Hi, Corey. I'm extra energized today. Can you tell? Because quit your job. I did. I quit my job to do Tower Casuals full time. No. He did not actually do didn't, do, didn't do that. Not recommended, people. <laughs> mm, I saw those Twitch. For an amateur Destiny podcast. Look, I saw those Twitch numbers, okay? With like people barely making minimum wage. Like, what? 2% maybe? You decided you wanted in on that? Yeah, I want, I want it on that 2%. <laughs> that one night a week we stream on Tower Casuals. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. oh, man. It's been a great week, Corey. Dude, it's been a wonderful week. I've slept in. My kid's gone What's to school. What's that like? Oh, my gosh. Let me tell you, Josh. I slept till 8.10 today. Woo, doggy. Oh. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. It felt really good to just, like, lay there, scroll on my phone, stand up when I wanted to, pee when I want to, make my breakfast when I want to. It was... It was felt like a real adult buddy i'm proud of you mm. i'm proud of me too i'm happy for you it's uh god it's it's certainly it's been an interesting week not a bad week an interesting week um i felt like every time that i logged onto my computer some something catastrophic was happening oh, no. so i just stopped opening my laptop after tuesday yeah mm. why what happened what happened i want i need to know what are these catastrophic things oh god just Dude, when is there not catastrophic stuff going on in the Destiny community, Corey? I mean, that's fair. You mean like the uh, dungeons that come with the digital deluxe version that they talked about like three or four months ago, and now everybody's just realizing it? So, okay. Okay, listen. I wasn't going to get into this at the top of the No, show. we're getting into it right now, Josh. Right now. This is, this is going to be one of our main topics. First off. I don't remember this. Ha so I, this is what I remember happening. I remember that the dungeons were going to be included as part of the, they, they advertised the digital deluxe version mm -hmm. where they were advertising. You, you get the seasons, you get the dungeons at no point. Was it ever said that is the only way to get said dungeons at no point in the fine print anywhere on the website or on any of the major storefronts, it, and I looked at all of them, did it say that? I, I that, didn't, so... The, 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 that is the crux of the issue here. Here's the thing. I didn't know there was... I thought there was, like, the just the expansion, which is, what, the $40 version? The $70 mm -hmm. version, which is the digital deluxe, and then the 30th anniversary bundle, which was 100 I didn't That's realize... I, too. I didn't realize there was a... $60 version that didn't include the dungeons. So No, no, no. So they pulled a they pull a fast one on us. So there's the one that doesn't include the dungeons which is $70. The one that includes the dungeons is 80. Oh. Yeah, they bumped the price up by 10 bucks this year. Wow. Now, listen, the the cost is not the problem for me, okay? Because I mean, I think we can all agree if you sit there and you look at let, let's let's leave the anniversary bundle out of this for a minute. You look at the $80 package okay so you're getting the expansion you're getting the witch queen expansion you're getting four seasons of content you're getting two dungeons you're getting the witch queen raid and you're getting the reprised raid i don't have a problem with what you get 
at that price necessarily. Like mm -hmm. the, the weapon crafting is coming in. You're getting the glade. You're getting all sorts of other shit. Who knows what they're going to introduce in the seasons? Okay. If we get more missions like Persage and Harbinger, good. Like I, ex for that price, I expect some of that shit to be in this game. I think my problem comes from the fact that it was really, it's been very poorly communicated and it should not have been just that like a flippant response to a Reddit thread about this. Mm -hmm. Them going, oh yeah, by the way, we changed this. This should have been like in bold flashing lights. Why, why on earth, on earth would you continue to sell the $70 version of this then? Yeah. Why is, is there, my question. why is that? Why? Yeah. Why is there a, why is that like, I mean, but also, the fact that these are not going to be tied to – the fact that the, the dungeons will not be tied to the seasons, okay, fine. That means you, you really can't sunset them. But in the past, they have always been tied to the main expansions. Right. Shattered Throne was tied to Forsaken. Um, Pit of Heresy was tied to Shadowkeep. Prophecy was technically – Season of Arrivals, but it was free to play for everybody, so it was actually t it's actually tied to New Light. Um, as confusing as that is, this is the first time we've gotten a dungeon where it will not be tied to the main expansion, and that slightly concerns me. I don't want to be nickel and dimed for content going forward. Mm -hmm. I don't want it to be like oh, because they they says we we will have we're working on a pricing structure. You didn't have that in place two months ago. When yeah. you announced this and this change supposedly went into effect, like, that's my biggest issue with this, I think. Mm -hmm. And I hate it because Bungie is a company that when it comes to their SKUs has usually been easy to understand. It has been getting more and more confusing, though. I was confused, confused with the Beyond Light ones. And I think this is such an opposite reaction of what they did last year. Last year with Beyond Light, like the it was basically do you want to buy the expansion or do you want the digital deluxe that was basically your two options i don't remember there being another option and then it was on game pass also mm -hmm. so like if you got it on game now the the part that confused me last year was oh well if you do it on game pass you don't get access to the no no time beyond or no no time to explain i said no time beyond god wow uh it's no, no land be explain. it's no land beyond josh I know. Uh, though uh, I haven't, I've been trying to wean myself off caffeine, and I picked a really bad week to do it. Apparently, hmm. I told myself but, that too as I drank two and a half energy drinks today. So, no time to explain's quest. Um, and I, I had a buddy who wasn't able to access it until the next season. Um, now that was only a one season lockout, but now I think this partially explains why um, Witch Queen will not be included with Game Pass. Mm -hmm. Because they're saying, well, for anybody who wants to just buy the expansion, you know, because like I, I have a couple friends who they buy the expansion and they buy the season pass season to season. Mm -hmm. They aren't they aren't sure if they want to buy a full season pass up front, which bizarrely has never been a choice outside of the digital deluxe version. Right. That makes no sense. To me. What, like buying uh, all the seasons at one point at one time, you mean? Yeah, that's so weird to me, especially if you're going to keep the content around all year and you need to own a pass in order to access it. It's just it's all very weird to me. Mm -hmm. I I want to pull a little bit from Paul Ta from our friend Paul Tassie. Paul Tassie, friend of show, we'll call him. Yeah, friend of the show, Paul. We love you. Um, Come on the show. And please. I like how he prefaced this first. So he did he did an article 
But before the article posted, he tweeted out, he goes, bad idea incoming. Because he, he was very... The fact that, like, people who actually cover this game for a living, and I'm not just talking, like, YouTubers, I'm talking, like, actual writers, mm -hmm. like, were confused by this also, let me know that I wasn't alone. He goes, so bad idea incoming. Free Destiny. All all destinations, playlists, unvaulted raids, intro story campaign that's better than the current one. A $5 sub. All seasonal content discount on the $40 expansions down to $30. $15 dollar sub for the whales everything above and all eververse items i'll tell you something right now that 15 dollar sub is never ever happening the amount of money bungie makes from eververse like is single-handedly funding these seasons i think mm -hmm. if if anything i expect to see an increase in eververse stuff yeah um I don't think a five to ten dollar sub is a terrible idea for this game though at this point if you're gonna make the skews as confusing as they are right now yeah I don't necessarily know that it's the best option. Like, if you're going to do that, you basically need to go full MMO with the game. Yeah. You have to embrace it. You've got to accept that, hey, this game is going to look... This game's going to be fucking massive in file size. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's a lot like Paul says. Like, you would have to unvault everything. You would have to unvault all the raids, all the strikes, um, all the destinations. You'd have to probably bring over the rest of the Destiny 1 content. Like... I don't know, and I think if there wasn't if there wasn't PvP in Gambit, you could probably go that route. Mm -hmm. I just I don't know. I don't I don't want this to be a sign of things to come. I, like I said towards the top, I don't want to be nickel and dime for this content. I don't want to be like, oh, pay five dollars to access the newest dungeon because it's not included in your season pass. That's going to confuse a whole lot of people. Yeah. And it's going to give you some really, really bad press the first time that pops up next summer. That's going to really give you some negative press. And it also makes me worry that, like, the anniversary content that we're about to get, which is a $20, $25 bundle. A $25 bundle, I think, if you buy it on its own. That includes the new dungeon. That includes the activity. It includes a bunch of cosmetics they're going to give us right off the bat. The Gallerhorn quest, etc. I don't want to have to pay another $25 for content a year on top of the 80 I'm already spending. I spent, I, when you, when you factor in my silver purchases, I spend well over a hundred dollars in this game a year. I buy stuff from Bungie rewards. I buy stuff from the Bungie store all year long. I pay a lot of money for it, like for this game and for, you know, for merch, for content, for Eververse, etc. Like, and I know that a lot of that is optional. When you look at the actual like game price that I'm paying, Still, $80 plus tax is a pretty significant amount of money. Now, I get more than get my money's worth out of it, which I think that's where it also comes in. Like, how much do you play versus how much you pay? Like, the sticker price may be a little shocking, but I probably put, like, close to 1,000 hours into this game mm -hmm. a year. Mm -hmm. Okay, I wouldn't say 1,000 1, hours a year. I think that's, like, really excessive. I probably put, like, four or 500 in a year. Like, easily, 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 I top probably four to 500 hours a year. Yeah. Um, I think to ask your fans to pay more than they currently are is egregious. I think it's greedy. Um, I understand there's a desire to deliver more high-level content that we, the players, have been asking for, and I don't think anybody's objecting to paying a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Like, for instance, if you want to bump those seasons up to $15, okay, like, I think $10 is a pretty good deal. Uh, I know that I'm part of the I, silent... I, part of the silent minority on that i mean especially especially with like the like the storytelling they're giving us now and like the 
Yeah. You know, just the roadmap. You look at the roadmap and stuff. Like, ten dollars is cheap. I feel like for that. I think I think ten dollars is fine. Um, you know, if you were to buy the set of armor alone, that would normally cost you fifteen. <clears throat> so I don't have a huge problem with that. I think where I start having the problem is the confusion that sets in. What what is tied to the seasons? What isn't? But if you want to bump those seasonal the seasonal cost up to fifteen dollars and give me a little bit more for that, I would be okay with it. I agree with the season with the uh, dungeons not being tied to seasons, but I do think that they need to ultimately be tied to the expansion and doled out throughout the year. Like the ra- the reprised raid is almost certainly going to be so. Why wouldn't you make those dungeons like that? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just I think it's a little confusing. And I mean, people are already going to they're already going to be cordoned off from the uh, anniversary dungeon. Like, are you going to at some point be like, oh, well, if you just want the dungeons, here's a dungeons pack for like 10 bucks. Like I you know, like I said, I have friends who buy season to season and they're just kind of looking at this like, OK, so I want to play the 30th anniversary event. I want the dungeons. Like, I guess I got to fork up one hundred dollars right off the bat right now. And that's a little crazy to me that because I, I like I like to divide my purchases up a little bit to myself. I almost always buy the pack before I buy the pack before it comes out, obviously. But I usually don't buy my game with season pass until like, I don't know, a week or two before it comes out. I can't tell you the, la- the last time I think I bought a Destiny game like more than a week or two in advance was probably Destiny 1. Mm-hmm. Like the actual collector's edition of Destiny One, the Ghost Edition. Everything right. under that, it's always been like the week of. Yeah. And I mean, I, I come down to the wire on a lot of purchases. Well, this is something I like explicitly have to order months in advance. Mm-hmm. So I just, I don't know. I, I get. I don't think this is a one-time thing with Bungie, and it kind of worries me because it's like, okay, well. Why is it just the dungeons? Why is the raid not mentioned here? Like, if you told me you were going to put the raid, and I mean, we kind of should have seen this coming with the Forsaken pack, as they talked about it, right? Yeah. With with those cores, with it having access to the raid and to the dungeon, as a sign of things to come. Whatever that is priced at is going to be an indicator of what's coming. Yeah. That does not inspire me with a ton of confidence. Uh, I think Bungie has earned... I think they've earned, you know, pretty wide berth here on, okay, benefit of the doubt. Let's see. Let's see how it is. But either way, charging more, like, <clears throat> the people who ultimately choose to buy season to season are going to pay more in the end. Unless the dungeon pass is literally $10, because it's the additional $10 that would have been added on to Witch Queen, in which case, right. I don't know why we're even doing this. Right. Just raise the cost a little bit of the base expansion. Get rid of your little $70 package. So it goes 50, 80, 100. Yeah. I just, I just uh, don't understand like, why that. There's too many skews. I need a chart. I feel like I'm looking at a Ubisoft game. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't, yeah. I mean, I know we're starting to talk in circles a little bit, but like, I just don't understand why, yeah. like, there should be like the base expansion set, the digital deluxe, which is like all every like the season passes and everything else. And then the mm-hmm. 30th anniversary pack. That's it, right? Like That's you, it. Like you said, the 40, the 80, and 100 dollar set. That's what should be. That's that's what should be available. Yeah, it's it's not rocket science. I don't I don't understand why they're making it more confusing than it needs to be. 
Um, God, I don't know. There, there's not really a whole lot left to say at that at this point. No, there, it's just this is this is a bizarre choice from a company that I think has really gained a lot of goodwill over the past year. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't even necessarily say like over the last year. I would say like over the past couple seasons. Like I think they have done just a lot of work to get the trust of the community and the, the audience back. Really, since we we talked we talked about this before, since really the beginning of Chosen, yeah, a lot of the changes have been geared towards, okay, we're gonna we're gonna do this as best as we can, and we're gonna make sure that everybody uh, feels heard, mm-hmm. right? But the downside to that seems to come when they think they can slip in a change and not really like address it. Like, I don't know, I guess for me, like, yeah, it would have taken the wind out of the sails a little bit and you probably would have gotten some negative press then, but get it out of the way then rather than people finding it out a couple months later and being like, Whoa, wait, what the fuck? Right. Like just, so I'm paying $10 more for some cosmetics and for access to the dungeons. Like to be clear, like I'll, I, the paying for content is not a problem. It's the pricing structure that is confusing. Yeah. Um, I will always happily pay a little bit more, to an extent. I will happily pay a little bit more for quality concepts. Mm-hmm. I like that the 30th anniversary is a thing, but I don't want there to be like two expansions a year. Right. I don't want this to be a regular thing. Like I'm fine with paying the hundred dollars right now because it's the 30, it's the 30th anniversary. I'm getting a special dungeon out of it. I'm getting Gallarhorn. I'm getting, you know, the, uh, the six player activity, the, uh, like shores of eternity or whatever it's called. I'm fine with all that. I'm getting a whole bunch of cosmetics handed to me and probably getting a couple sets of armor ornaments handed out. Cool with all that to celebrate the anniversary. I don't want to pay a hundred bucks every year though. Yeah. Like at that point, it better be like full scale. Like I'm getting a ton of MMO stuff or like I'm getting stuff in an, I'm getting stuff given to me in a subscription at that point. Right. So, yeah, no, I, I I think this really highlights this also for me highlights kind of the weakness of the seasonal model as well mm-hmm. and the confusion around it. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you this, Josh. Yeah. So the expansion is the expansion by itself is what? 40. Right. Yes. So let's just say they did like a $70 version, like treated it as a new release, like, you know, like a new release and just got rid of the, seasonal model altogether do you think it would have the same appeal or do you think you think i think do you think the seasons just draw hype for like getting people back into the game when a new season starts i i definitely think that's part of it especially the way they're doing the seasons now like how the writers have likened it to being like a bingeable tv show almost i definitely agree with Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. um i agree with it i like it i personally like this i like how they've refined seasons this year if seasons are going to continue like this, I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think there needs to be an option to buy the season pass outright and not just buy like, oh, I'm going to buy each individual season. Like, no, let me buy the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like, oh, maybe I bought the expansion. Like, this is such an unfriendly game to new players or players that have been out of the loop for more than like a year. It's not even funny. Yeah, didn't because it is didn't, so hard to bring people back in. Didn't Paul Tassi tweet out today like Destiny is harder than ever to to recommend to new players? Didn't he rec- didn't he tweet that out today or it was an article that he posted today or something? Something like that, yes. Um, 
he he tweeted it out this week. It was definitely one of the things. And he's not really where I got it from. I actually saw it was an article from uh, from somebody. I think it was from GamesIndustry.biz, where one of their writers compared Destiny 2 and Final Fantasy 14 in terms of how easy it is to jump into the game as a new player right now, mm-hmm. or as a player that's been out of the loop for like a year or two. And I think that's what this person was. They'd been out for a couple of years on both games. Yeah. And they were just increasingly frustrated with Destiny. Like, oh, they had bought the last time they had played was during Shadow Keep, and they hadn't finished the Shadow Keep campaign. And they're like, but they're making me do the intro mission for Beyond Light, and I had to do the intro for this season. He's like, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. And just like how jarring it is. The new light, the new light quest sucks. Mm-hmm. Dude, the new light. Um, I, I. It's so bad. Oh, it's, it's so, so bad. bad. It's so bad. Like. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I know we've talked about it a hundred times on this show. but I, I, I really uh, just, I understand why things have to be vaulted. I get it. I get why that whole campaign had to go. See, I, because you, I don't though. Like I, like besides space, like, I mean, I, I mean, I know they talked about like stuff moving to the new engine. So and with, stuff, with the camp, with the campaigns, it makes a little bit more sense to me. Cause like, okay, you vaulted these entire planets and those, none of those missions, even the non-filler ones, none of those were self-contained. Those were all, they all started in patrol areas. And if you notice, a lot of the sh- the strikes that are going to go away with this, uh, with the Witch Queen mm-hmm. from the Tangled Shore, both of those start out in patrol areas. Yeah. So they're not going to continue to exist. Like, yeah. but Warden of Nothing, because it's self-contained, will continue. And I suspect that that's a large part of the reason why those had to go away. I mean, you look at the Almighty, like the Almighty was self-contained, but that was literally there just for that one strike. You look at the Homecoming mission and at the, um, when we uh, take back the tower, like that's all, both of those are like all self-contained original environments. But the stuff in the EDs, like you I mean, and the, the crux of it comes down to, Titan and IO, right? Mm-hmm. Like those are the two areas that are no longer in the game. Every single one of those missions takes place in patrol areas though. Yeah. Every single one of them. None of them even go into strike areas or anything like that. They are just continually out there. So I get why the campaign had to go. I just think it's really stupid. Yeah. Um, I think I would have preferred to have tried to find a way to keep Titan and IO in the game and have sacrifice keep sacrificing Mercury and Mars. That was fine. Yeah. Okay. And they've always said, like, as they've maintained, like, oh, you know, we we have plans to bring stuff back. We want to bring stuff in and out. Like, okay, I don't know anybody who's going to get excited about Titan getting unvaulted, but cool. I would rather just get the campaign back because it's so hard to get my friends into this game now if they don't already play it. Right. Um, and it's a good. Cam- I mean, I I maintain the base campaign is good. If you take out some of the filler missions, specifically on Titan and IO, mm-hmm. then it's actually a pretty solid campaign. But man, it is. We're just sending things up to the great farm in the sky. <laughs> it's it, it, it's hard. Like it's it's hard for me to sit down and tell people who don't already play this or don't have a pre-existing history with not just Destiny but with Destiny too, like why they should come play this game. Like the game is not free to play; it's free to start. At yeah. this point. Yeah. And I don't necessarily think that that's a bad move, but I do think that's a little, I think it's a little jarring. Like you should be allowed to 
Well, especially because like the new light. I mean, the new light campaign is is like it sucks, but like it doesn't even teach you about like the economy. It doesn't teach you about you know a lot there's of the no things. context. There's no context yeah. given to anything. It's yeah. really it's really bad, man. Yeah. I don't understand. They have to have a new. This... They have to have a new new light campaign, right? Right, man. I hope so. I hope so. Man, because right now it's how how are you supposed to draw new players in? Like, I think that's part of the reason why we're starting to see. Oh, we're going to charge a little bit more for the d- digital deluxe this year. Yeah, is because we can't draw new players in because of how we've chosen to do this. Now we got to like kind of gouge this existing ones. And like, yeah, a lot of us who are in there, yeah, we're going to buy shit from Eververse. Like I would love to know how many players bought the dino armor, which is really rad by the way. Yeah. I like to know how many players bought that for silver versus bright dust. Right. Because that was really cool. That's the kind of shit I want to see in these holiday events. But at what point do we start drawing the line? Like, I, I mean, I've even seen myself going like, okay, I'm not buying unless it's been, unless it's been, this is the only good kind of data mining in my opinion, unless it's been data mined that this is only going to be it for silver this season. I'm not paying real money for a weapon ornament. Even mm-hmm. my armor ornaments, I try my absolute hardest never to buy for silver. Mm-hmm. Part of that's because I'm, I am in a place that a lot of players aren't. I have a shitload of bright dust. Cool. You're a I quarter of bright dust. I'm a quarter of bright dust. I played. I mean, I played. I played a decent amount in year one and in for a lot in Forsaken. So yeah, I built up my bright dust stores. But that that's the thing. Like the game continues to punish those who didn't play during the dark years. Yeah, it punishes those who haven't played every single season and every single release. Like uh, you, you've said it before on the show multiple times. You'd really love a chance to earn those season of dawn ornaments again, or at least mm-hmm. buy them. Yeah. Because it's the Saint Fourteenth set, and you can't even get it now. No, they're I not even the on like a rotation or anything. I mean, I get, I and like that's the thing is, I get them being seasonal exclusives. I really do. Like, oh, you had to be there, you had to play, but it's been almost two years. You can't put them up for you can't put them up for silver in the archive, right? I'm not saying you must give them away, but like let us let us work through old season passes. If I could work through old season passes, I would be. And I think this is where Bungie's a little bit afraid. I would be much more likely to take a break if I could know, knew I could, you know, okay, this see, I did the seasonal story. Maybe I didn't finish out my season pass, which challenges is almost impossible not to do now. Um, I want to come back to it down the line. Mm-hmm. Then I could. Like, let me do the Master Chief collection style. Let me do what, let me do what Halo Infinite's going to do. But and the other complaint, I, I swear to God, we're, we're going to get off season passes and expansions and all that in just a second. I know it's not the funnest topic to open the show with. The other complaint I see is, well, it's the only game out there that when you buy a season pass, it doesn't give you the currency to buy the next one. And I'm getting really fucking sick of this argument because this isn't Fortnite. This isn't Apex Legends. This isn't no, Warzone. It's an, it's an MMO. It's not a free to play yeah, battle royale. Yeah, this is not a battle royale game where all that matters is like fucking skins and tags and things like that. Like this is this is an actual MMO. You are paying for access to seasonal content. You are paying for the seasonal storyline. You are paying for the armor ornaments you get, the emotes, etc. Like you are paying for all of that for less than the price of an armor set in the Eververse. Mm-hmm. 
I really don't get this line of thinking. And for me, it really comes from players who I think are spoiled in their thinking and entitled. I will say on what I, I don't think that I don't think silver ever needs to be a part of the battle pass. Giving us more bright dust, I do not think is a bad idea because I covered this last week with uh, Johnny. The amount of bright dust you get, and we're, we're going to shift into the event talk here in just a second. The amount you get from weekly challenges, from repeatable bounties, and from these holiday events is fucking laughable. It's so bad. I get 120 for doing eight bounties. Okay, well, I definitely think I should be earning more. The repeatables I've been banging this drum for years should go up from 10 to 25. Mm -hmm. I'd be much more likely to do them if I could see, you know, a tangible increase in my bright dust. Mm -hmm. And the events, like, okay, you're going to tout this as an opportunity for us to earn extra bright dust. Cool. Make each weekly worth, like, 500. I should never, as a player who plays one character, I should never come out of the event without being able to... I think the amount of bright dust you should get should allow you to buy... The armor, if you so desire, or at least get you very close. Mm -hmm. Maybe not give us the full 6,000, give me like four or something. Yeah. And oh, you really want it? Go grind out some stuff on another character. If I could earn more than 1,500 dust in an event without just destroying myself with repeatables, you can't even earn that. As as a single character, you can earn 1,200 Yeah. in an event without repeatables. If I could earn 2,000 or more... I would 100% bang out weeklies on the other characters because they're not hard. It's not hard to do. Especially yeah. if you were to carry the progress from my quests over so I don't have to repeat the whole quest with Glint again. Yeah. That'd be awesome. I would 100% sit there and play on my Titan and my Warlock, bang out a few haunted sectors if it meant I could do that. I mean, I still may do it because I don't want the extra dust, but right. let me do that with these holiday events. Like, you're touting this as a time when you have all these cool exclusives. Like, we talked... There are like nine pages of Festival of the Lost Things. Why can I not buy those for dust? I mean, I guess let's just segue into that right now. Yeah. We kind of covered it last week, like just kind of continuing the value to conversation. Like I enjoy these. I think that Festival of the Lost has been really cool this year. I think it's definitely better than the Haunted Forest. Oh my gosh, it's maybe way it's better. I'm so maybe it's because I'm fucking relieved that I'm not doing that for a fourth year in a row. But So much better. Don't act like you're doing charity for us, giving us extra bright dust when it's really not that much extra. I'm getting like, I'm getting 1200, which, okay, cool. Like, that's more than I got before, but all right, that's not even enough to buy a sparrow from the event. That's half. That's, that's, that's under half of what you get, what you need to buy a, a, an exotic sparrow. That's a third of what you need to buy an exotic emote. Yeah. That's enough for three shaders. Dude, that's enough for three shaders. Mm -hmm. That is absurd. Yeah. And like just what it what is the danger in something has been in a been in an event storefront for three or four years now. What is the danger in giving us some of those things as rewards in our book? Right. For our triumphs. Right. I would rather be like I like that I'm earning new stuff. I do and I, I do I do truly like that I earned a sparrow, I got a shader, and I got something else out of the book this year, out of the triumphs. Cool. I like that. I appreciate it. Let me earn some of these older emotes. Like the the Pennywise dance has never ever gone up for Bright Dust. It has been a silver only emote. And this is only the second festival it's ever appeared at. It appeared a couple of years ago and then they never sold it again. Mm-hmm. 
why is that not up at least for dust? Why can I not earn that somewhere? Like, let me earn stuff. I don't know. Let me earn stuff. Let me go grind things out in this event. I would play yeah. this event a lot more if I could turn in my extra pages I think... for rewards with Christmas grandma. Yeah, I mean, I think that's I think that's the one thing that you know is weird about Destiny is like in a lot of games that allow you to buy things for real money, they at least allow you to go earn them somewhere or grind out stuff. Like you can't earn silver, right? Like that's no. that's no. that's like, and that's I'm fine with not being able to earn silver. Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess that's what Bright Dust does it's in place you earn the bright dust to buy stuff but then like that stuff's not on a rotation it should be it should either be like you can pay this much silver for it or bright dust for it and obviously it's going to cost more bright dust but like i don't know i i think their weird rotation into bright like from silver to bright dust is weird there's no like rhyme or reason for it it just things appear you know i don't know i just think that whole thing is just weird it's it's not great, right? Uh, it's really frustrating, and I just don't know why, like, for all the improvements we've made to some of these events, why this has just never, ever been addressed. Right. Um, it feels really bizarre to me. I And then there's the whole, we're going to nerf how you get your pages thing. Because mm-hmm. let me tell you something, I wouldn't have come close to finishing the Book of War if I hadn't sat there and ran Lake of Shadows, no joke, like 20 times. Mm-hmm. I should never have to do that for an event. Okay, now 20 is probably an exaggeration, but it also may not be. I ran a whole lot of five-minute Lake of Shadows last week before they nerfed it. I did it on Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, Colonel Panic was in there with me for a lot of those. And it was just it was mind-numbing. We were just talking about like whatever we could think of during this. And then he hopped out, and I kept playing. I threw on a podcast. I should not have to do that for a holiday event. Like I think the the I think the pages were a cool addition. I think having a lore book was a fun little thing to do. Mm-hmm. Having Glint narrate it has been a lot of fun. Oh my God, what's happening? That. Dude, that dog barks at, at literally everything. I don't know. Jesus Christ! We have a special guest, everybody. It's a dog. Dude, that dog lives in the apartment next to us, and every time I walk by that apartment, it goes nuts. It doesn't matter if it's the middle of the day or the middle of the night. That dog fucking hears me coming mm. and goes nuts. Do you knock on the door? Like, do you knock knock on the door? No, and he's I just walk like... by. Like, dude, I'm just walking by in my house <laughs> shoes, and he's going nuts. It's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, but, but I guess back to what I was saying on events, like, we, we fixed so many things. We've made so many good strides and good improvements. Why are the rewards not getting better? Right. Like, we've made some effort, and I, I said this last week, like, I really liked it during the dawning last year, where we had community goals to hit, and as we hit them, everybody got, like, old emotes, old sparrows, shaders, uh, weapon ornaments, things like that. That's how each one of these should be. Make it like, oh, the community earned this much candy, here you go. The community's decrypted this many pages, here you go. Like, mm-hmm. you have nine pages worth of stuff in Eververse. right. Give some of that shit away. Nobody is buying legendary emotes or sparrows or anything like that from like years ago. Nobody's buying outside of like the cat ghost shell. Nobody's buying that stuff anymore. Right. Give some of it away. Like what? What is it really hurting to give us that? Give us some transmat effects, things like that. I don't know. Give people a sense like, oh, I'm earning stuff. 
or you know tie some of it to triumphs and if you have it congratulations here's like a pile of bright dust for you right right make everybody happy all the way around i don't know or let us pick some rewards from christmas grandma i don't know <laughs> I, I just i just i just think it's crazy that there's no way to earn this stuff in game and we're starting to hit the same problem with dawning we're gonna hit it with guardian games next year because there's a whole bunch of stuff that was only ever available once for the revelry and then they never brought it back right so that stuff is just kind of hanging out in eververse limbo with fenchurch you're gonna hit it with solstice next year with all the goofy summer stuff like if I have to see the the little sparrow sold again for bright dust mm -hmm. and silver, I might actually scream. It's cool, but I bought it two years ago. I'm getting really tired of seeing it, even on my own account. Mm. So, I don't know. Any any thoughts on festival? Because you weren't here last week. If your thoughts on festival, any thoughts on festival of the lost? Um, it's on... I, it's definitely a lot better than yeah. Uh, you know the haunted forest. It's 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 fun i mean like after like still after like five or ten of them i'm just like i'm i'm kind of done you know i would i just want to would rather go do something else uh but it's i mean it's a fun event i got a couple you know i got bright tech werewolf and i got the new jurassic uh green thing uh so uh with dragonfly so i was like i'm done that's <laughs> that's neat got that guy so uh, I'm going to try to grind out some bright dust to buy the, the dinosaur armor though, with these seasonal challenges is what I've really been doing. Cause I don't really feel like spending real money on them. I, I like the dinosaur armor. I, I love it's it. It's, it's as goofy as we thought it was going to be. I'm less of a fan that the hunters, the top of our T-Rex head or our Raptor head is our cloak. I am definitely not a fan of that. Oh, it is. Oh, it is. Wow. But at the same time, that also means that I can wear it at any time with any helmet that I want. It's true. So I, I don't know. It does bother me a bit, though. Are you going to wear the raptor head with Celestial Nighthawk since that's the only exotic you're allowed to wear as a hunter now? <laughs> Still. God, dude, I'm fucking over. I'm over it. I'm over it, Corey. Hey, dinosaurs, yeah, wear, dinosaurs are just old birds, so it fits. I like it. I can wear it with anything. Uh, it is a cool set of armor. Like I'm definitely taking it off. Um, I, as much as I like it, like if it was just a helmet, I would wear it probably all the time. Like if I had the Titan helmet, I would wear it pretty regularly. I think. Yeah. I don't know. I or think the, the I think the one. I think the Warlock looks way better in per in like in game than it did in that original sketch drawing. I like they... the Warlock one now because it, it goes back to what I was saying when we saw the original sketch. I was like, ah, oh, I kind of think it looks more like a fallen captain almost. Yeah. I really like that. I think it looks cool, but you can't buy like individual pieces of this. So it's like, well, you got to buy the whole set. Yeah. And like, I think that the whole Hunter, I think the Hunter set as a whole is cool. I just, I don't like short capes. I don't like that my Raptor head is attached to my cloak. That bothers me. But the normal helmet is pretty cool looking. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, I can always have some kind of dino with me. It's just, it's a little disappointing. I had assumed I, foolishly that it was going to be the helmet. I'm like, ah, okay, cool. It was not meant to be. That's okay. I bought it for Bright Dust. I didn't pay any real money for anything in this event. I'm not buying that fucking Spider Sparrow. If anybody comes around me with it, I'm kicking you from my game. I'm reporting you. Hmm. I'm calling the Xbox Live police on you. 
I hate that thing. The legs fucking move on it. I, I know it's it. weird. I hate it. I hate that thing so much. Get it out of here. Nobody wants it. Get it, it. out of here. Get it out of here. Get people like oh, nerd oh, dude, just like following the... me around with that just... shit. Hmm. Nope. Pass. Pass. I say. So bad. Ugh. So bad. Ugh. But Corey, let's let's move. I wanna I wanna bridge the talk into the twab with with a little note. The twab. When I went flawless last weekend, Corey. Yes. I got messenger. Yes. Adept. Ooh. And I really like it. I got a bit of an unorthodox roll on it. I got uh, uh, got. So I had dim pulled up, and dim caused like everything to crash in the background. Uh, and I don't know why. It's a little alarming. So I actually. <laughs> I have to go look and see what my role was. Um, uh, moving target frenzy. I always forget that moving target was my first role, my first perk. Um, it's a very good PVE role. Um, the reload speed is abysmal on this, so I had to actually. I have a reload masterwork, I think. So, or excuse me, no, I have a range ma I have a range masterwork, and I slapped a reload adept reload onto it and just like dumped everything I possibly could into making it reload quicker. Wow. Like all my class perks and everything that I possibly could use. Um, pulse rifle reloader and like once I did all that, hey, it's, it's actually a pretty decent little gun. Because um, I don't have rapid hit one for all, which was my previous role on my regular messenger, which, you know, you stack up the hits on rapid hit and boom, you're reloading quicker. Right. Um, with that or with kill clip and I like it. I like that they're updating the guns with newer perks as they introduce new perks to the pool. Yeah. It's like, Oh, we're, we're going to, we're going to slap them onto these guns that are, that already exist and not have to like take them out and then reissue them. Um, so I, I kind of dig that. I'm still on the hunt for adept charge time. It's one of two adept mods I'm missing. And I'm really upset that it's like the last one I'm going to get. <laughs> In a season where I really, 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 really want it for fusion rifles. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, mm, every, word of the wise to everyone who's doing their seasonal challenges right now, go suffer through some trials. Win your 20 round, Do your 20 rounds. Win your seven matches. Whatever. You get your extra rewards at the end. But your seasonal challenge is to win 20 rounds of trials now, not just win seven like it used to be. Win 20 rounds, you get a free Reed's Regret out of it. Go do it. Reed's Regret's one of the best guns in the game. Go do it. Go to the go-go. Get it. I, Yeah, get it. I uh, I played Trials, so I, like I got it. one. It's got a not a very good roll on it, but I don't care. I got it. I don't even remember yeah, what my I, roll is on it. It's, anything uh, with Warble or Firing Line is going to be what you want to be chasing. Yep, nope. I have Hit, Fire, Grip, and Rampage. You a dog shit roll. Told you it wasn't good. Get back good. in there. Uncle Drifter wants you to get back in there. <laughs> I told you it wasn't good. You can since you can calibrate your Ingrams for anything you want, you can just get like fifteen reads regrets if you want them. You should do it. <laughs> uh but with that, let's uh let's let's head on into the twab. The twab Assuming my computer doesn't crash on me again. Um yeah, God, they talk about Festival of the Lost. We already covered uh, Festival of the Lost. We did. Um, 
do not play the Grandmaster this week. It's Exodus Crash. Oh, Nobody God. likes Exodus Crash. God, dude, I hate it's that. Probably the normal. lowest defended Grandmaster of all time. Oh, God. Why? Oh, man. Why do they keep that in the game? Vault that garbage. Come on. Yeah, vault. Come on. Come on. Yeah, vault, vault that and let me keep uh, let me keep one of the Mars strikes instead. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know which Mars strike you could keep sure they all started out there in the in the open let me keep i don't know let me keep a mercury one at that point mercury wasn't that big no mercury's tiny forest it was probably the infinite forest they had to get rid of let's be completely honest if they hadn't done that we would have been back in there for the halloween event Corey. it's true Hmm. yeah Um, get rid of that too you know what we can deal with one less strike as long as it's that one that's being vaulted you know, even regular right? strikes, I just don't yeah, want to do Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like, I still, there are a few things that bring this community together. Like, you hit that in the Vanguard playlist and everybody just pulls their ghost out because they don't want to do it even on Vanguard difficulty. Yeah. Um, This week is the first week that you can come really close to finishing your seal, your Realmwalker seal. Mm-hmm. Um, because Legendary Astral Alignment is up and Legendary Shattered Realm is up. Um, Let me tell you something, man. So I did this last, I did the first one last week with uh, our friend Matt and we went in there and I accidentally forgot my unstoppable mod. So we had to leave because it was literally impossible to finish the second part without the unstoppable mods (laughs) because they don't just drop one champion on you. They drop like four and they're all abominations and it's really bad. Yeah. So we got through that. A1 Johnny jumped in, joined us. We finished up all the challenges. So I've got all my challenges done for every one of the realms. And I ran back through it with Colonel Panic a couple days later. We two-manned it. The Spider Walker was very chaotic with what we were doing, but we eventually killed it. Then we decided we were going to two-man the one this week. And let me tell you something. That boss is a piece of shit. Mm. The Giant Knight is awful when you are trying to two-man it on the Legend difficulty. Like, even getting to the little safe area or the buff that the, uh, the Wizard drops... It's yeah. really hard to do. The knight is probably going to punch the ground. Everything's going to kill you. I had to draw. I dropped my super on him and then just started going in with my sword, mm-hmm. just hitting him as hard as I could. Uh, you know, Colonel Panic dove in with his uh, his yeet. Uh, he did not have falling star on, but it was okay. Um, I died, and I was just like, dude, if you have like a rocket, just shoot it at him because he's so close to death. Mm. That you can just kill him from afar, but we were just hiding at the bottom of the stairs the whole time. It was so bad. <laughs> we wiped a few times trying to figure out how to kill that thing, because uh, they're all now they're all darkness zones too. The bosses are. Oh yeah. Um. Anytime you're trying to activate a beacon is now a a darkness zone. Not really looking forward to the wizard next week. Um. And they spawn champs in there too, which is just a terrible, terrible feeling. Uh, we are very much not looking forward to what the Forest of Echoes brings us on Legendary Difficulty, but I'm sure I'll be back here next week to complain about that as well. So that is not a fun experience. You don't get anything extra for doing it. You get like a Tier 3 focused Ingram and that's it. Whoopee. Whoopee. Who cares? Yeah, whoopty freaking do. The Astral Alignment is even worse somehow. It is not a match-made activity when you do it on Legend. You need to assemble your own fire team and go in. If you wipe at any point, you will all be returned to orbit. So it's very much like the sundial uh, from Season of the Dawn. Gross. 
when we did that on Legend. Oh, yeah, dude. It's not at all great. And uh, your reward? You get three chests instead of two. Yay. Mm. Um, Neat. I have a feeling people are going to do that one time just to say, hey, I did it. Here is here here is what I did to do it, and I'm done. Mm. Neat. Yeah, that, they just want the title, and that's kind of where I'm at. Like those are the last two things I have left. And I'm just man, if I never do Astral Alignment again, it'll be too soon. If I never do Shattered Realm again, it'll be too soon. Like I don't mind either of those activities, but I'm just like after last season with the expunges and how many times you had to run those to get the title and right. get your challenges done yeah and how many times you had to do the overrides in order to fully max out your vendor rank yeah it's just, it's so bad it was so much worse than having to do the wrathborn hunts or the battlegrounds like this was just bad yeah um, and I'm, I'm feeling a little bit of that fatigue set in now. And maybe that's because I didn't really get a chance to take a break between last season and this season. I mean, you really um, didn't. Like, we kind of just rolled me. right in, right? And Yeah. Um, and I was talking about this this week with, uh, with Colonel and with uh, Johnny, saying that, uh, you know, I'll pop in and I'll do, my, I'll do my weeklies next week. And until there's some concrete, and I'll, I will, I'll do my weeklies for the event... And I'll probably bang out the last legendary Shattered Realm. Mm-hmm. But after that, like, unless I'm playing Trials or doing a GM, I'm probably not playing much until the 30th anniversary. Yeah. Just because I need to take a break from my own sanity. Yeah. Uh, because I know when the 30th anniversary hits, it'll be that and Halo mm-hmm. that are going to really, like, carry me for the holiday season and into most of January. Most of January. Right. During which I'll also probably be dipping from Destiny for a while. Yeah. Uh, in a six-month season, you gotta find, you got to find time to split it up. And we're getting towards the end of what a normal season would be. We'd right. have about a month left. Right. Oh, okay, I'd be I'd be taking some time off. I'd be finishing up whatever challenges I have, the seal, et cetera, and just kind of hanging out other than that. Yeah. Yeah, I got friends on the way. I want to play some Back for Blood. Haven't touched that yet. Yeah. I, uh, I took a couple weeks off. I mean, I played, when, like, I, I mean, I usually don't play every night anyway, but, like, I played yeah. with Mitch the other night, but it was the first time I really played in two weeks because of a because of work, but b like I've been playing a lot of Metroid Dread, and uh, I was like, I needed I needed that break, you know, like I mean mm-hmm. I know I'm not grinding the way that you are or anything, but just like I don't know, I just felt like I needed a little bit of a break from it. So. Right. I, uh, I I definitely agree, but you know what. If holiday events that are getting unintentionally nerfed, horrible grandmasters, <laughs> and, uh, you know, the like, are not your cup of tea, I have news for you. There is another Trials Labs happening this weekend Neat. for you to just slam your dick into the wall with. Cool. Uh, Trials Osiris Freelance Trials. Uh for those who don't know, Freelance is a matchmaking note specifically for solo players. No pre-made fire teams may enter. While players continue to earn Trials rep and even go for a flawless run, this is a separate node that will be located directly above Trials in the director. I am actually really excited for this because mm. I play, in the in the regular Trials playlist, I play solo yeah. most of the time. Yeah. Um, I, have got, I went to the Lighthouse once with my friend Matt, but when I went last week... Um, 
Yeah, when I went last weekend and got Eye of Soul, I did it solo. I almost did it solo again this past week. Um, fell, literally fell at the gates of the lighthouse. Um, and then, you know, went off to a 4-0 start before jumping in with uh, John and his girlfriend on a card. Mm-hmm. So I don't mind playing with friends, but I do think that, like, just for whatever reason, I tend to play better matchmaking. Because, like, I guess, like, if you have decent teammates, it can make up for you having a bad round. Even though when I play with others, like, I'm still usually doing pretty good when mm-hmm. I win a match or even lose a match. I'm still finishing decently. Um, I really like this. I liked it when they added it to Survival a few years ago. And I love it when they, I loved it when they added it to Iron Banner last fall. This is the natural progression of things. Trials needs a freelancer node. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is exciting just because, like, you know, I, I play with Mitch a lot, but, like, a lot of times on the weekend, sometimes he's working or whatever, and I just, like, oh, I'll jump in. Maybe I'll try to get a better role on my retreat. Right? Or, you know, I like, I I think Trials Labs is a neat idea for people who don't play Trials and uh, like you said, sometimes I, I think just... it's a good place to try new things out. Yeah. Um, so here's my only worry about a permanent trials freelance node is regular trials. For me, regular trials will be completely unplayable once this is out. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to see the population of normal trials just drop off a cliff. Mm-hmm. Um, not that that's necessarily a bad thing, and I think that'll I actually think that'll be like quite okay once you figure out the matchmaking fix. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you with almost near certainty that makes me never want to step foot into the regular playlist again. Yeah. Um, but also it's it's a mode that it's three on three. like it kind of screws those who are only in a duo. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go in as a solo, but good luck if you do it because you're like even even now like we're so far into the season we're about two months into the season i'm basically fighting three stacks every round Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's just that's kind of the natural order of things too um damage actually addressed that on twitter this afternoon there are a lot of people were screaming like oh you don't acknowledge us you don't acknowledge us and he's like actually we do we just don't reply to every single individual comment um I, w- I want to find what I want to find what he said. I guess it was. I guess he cross posted it to his Twitter, um, specifically about trials. But I know we've talked an awful. I know we've talked a lot about trials um, this season. But it's because your yeah, trials is actually like kind of fun. Um, the okay. Quick Reddit response to why we aren't talking about taking certain cues about trials. One. Why aren't we talking about week over week about a population dip? It's expected that trials population will decrease week over week. Team is doing work to see what can be done to reduce the decline or even increase population on occasion. But right now we're in a period of trying new things. Between the rework to rewards and trials labs every few weekends, we're getting a ton of great data to inform potential changes to the mode in the future. We want trials to be the best it can be as we want destiny to be the best. There will be bumps, there will be hiccups. We're excited about the knowledge we're gaining and what could come about in the future. Pretty standard PR answer there, right? Like, we're not going to talk about it because nobody wants to talk about the decline in a game mode. If you've ever looked at the stats from trials.report over the last couple of years, you know that this is how it goes every single season. Like even the lowest weekend that we've had is still the highest that we've had. It's still one of the highest that we've had in destiny Two. Still one of the highest we've had in D2. Like we are now approaching where it was in destiny one for the most part. And that's, that's healthy. I think for the mode, 
Mm-hmm. Why aren't we talking about feedback concerning the flawless pool? The flawless pool will continue to be enabled on Sunday. The team is cooking up changes for matchmaking, and we'll provide additional information when we have it. Mentioned in another comment, it's looking like we may have it for next week, but we can't make the promise just yet. And then the last is about uncompetitive matches. Um, he specifically addresses the complaint of players are resetting at six wins. It seems a minuscule population of players is actually doing this. Yes, it's an issue that needs to be addressed, but it's not burning down the playlist to the extent that some of you are stating. Um, we can't reply to every single subject and every single twab. Seriously, we can't have 20,000 word twabs every week to cover every corner of the game. These are conversations that we're having in meetings frequently. I've said a few times, uh, you know, on Reddit, some changes take a while to implement. While matchmaking will come about in a hotfix, other larger changes to the mode may not come for a few months. As we get closer, though, we'll be sure to sound off on the what's and why's. I think right there is the key. Mm-hmm. As long as you keep the feedback coming, I don't think that 90-95% of us have a problem. Right. I still think, even with how frustrating this past weekend was at times, Trials is still the healthiest that it's ever been. Like, I was still having a lot of fun, even if I wasn't completely steamrolling every match. And yeah, my losses were frustrating. I was still having a really good time, though, because it gave me the chance for some awesome clutch plays. Like, I came down from a four to one. Um, or yeah, I came, I was down four to one, came back to win it five to four. That was an awesome feeling. Yeah. Um, you know, you get the chance for those, those types of plays. And I think Bannerfall was a really, I, it's a hard map for trials because if you run towards the middle of the map, like we always do, there's going to be a sniper watching. Yeah. Um, it's those long hallways. There's, yeah. And there's not a lot of places to hide unless you're like going through the, you know, the sides or whatever, like the, the doorways on the sides. Like it's, it's just, I always appreciate anything that makes me change my game up. I mean, when we had shores of time on Venus, the first time that I went flawless for reads, um, that was really unique in, Oh my god, people need to shut the fuck up. Wow. It sounds like you're in like a hotel hallway. <laughs> what it sounds like. Dude, well, so my, my computer I've said it I've said it before, my computer is literally right on the other side of the wall and it's right next to my front door. Yeah. So anytime that somebody's out there talking loudly in the hallway, I hear it all. Um well, like I said, when we did shores of time though, like we changed the game up and we took Wither Horde in there to completely block off the middle hallway where one team, like either our team or their team, would try to charge through. Mm-hmm. And that enabled me to go around the back or go around the side with Vex or with Messenger and just drop them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you underestimate teams. They're like, oh, why are they running Wither, Wither Horde in here? Like, it's not zone capture. Like, well, that's why we're running it. Yeah. <laughs> and then when we were on Wormhaven and we were doing that, we were, we were doing the same thing. We were just pelting the zones with wither hordes so that we could get them off the point Mm. you know or with supers and things like that i think that that's those are the kinds of plays that i like making but um i also like what they say here um throughout the weekend trials rep will be doubled i really like that Mm -hmm. um if you're rounding out your trial specific armor collection or aiming for a god roll on any of the weapons trials has to offer this great weekend to jam out rep once you completed a full card even lost a game or two your post game rewards are increased prisms shards and engrams all have a chance to drop and they do drop pretty frequently from my experience whether you want to focus your engrams and roll a specific reward or just roll the dice this is the best way to earn loot armor drops have the chances for better stat rolls and of course they make the notes about being able to earn bright dust a reed's regret and a bunch of extra xp from that challenge 
Uh, once you've gotten your hands on Reed's Regret, this also unlocks the ability to focus Trials Engrams for more rolls at Saint-14. Um, that's cool. That's cool. I really like it. Um, we, we've talked at length, and I'm, I'm not going to get into it again, about how good we think that the Trials loot pool is, how good we think the focusing system is. And I've now reached a point, I mean, I've done one reset. I'm halfway through another one now. I'll probably get my second reset on Trials. It's funny that I'm going to get resets on trial i'm gonna get a second reset on trials before i've even done half of my first one for gambit for the season yeah give me give me a trials ornament for that rocket launcher guys come on i've done two resets mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh so i i like that a lot um but yeah reads i mean come on this is the perfect weekend to go jam it out even go get yeah. your, just get your free one for the challenge yeah yeah uh but you can't go wrong with most most of the trials weapons you can't go wrong with yeah uh messenger shayuras uh and reeds for sure are three top tier weapons igneous hammer is still really good um eye of soul has its purposes soul of scar has its purposes and i think it's a cool armor set yeah like just bring everything back into this you know we had the question from uh from blade a couple weeks ago uh about this but do just bring everything back in bring it all in i don't know why it's not all here uh do, do a whole smash brothers thing the gang's all here. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Do, do whatever you have to do. Bring Sora in the trials if you have to. You want a you want a Sora ornament for your. Uh, you want a little Mickey Mouse chain to hang off of your messenger. How much do you think that that one scene in the trailer cost them? Oh my god, more than the expand, like more than like it, more than actually getting Sora. They, they didn't look. They didn't make any money off of Sora. We'll just put it that way. Zero yeah, money no, off of Sora. No. Z- zero money was made between Sora and the Microsoft characters. They made no money off Fighters Pass number two. Yeah. They're they're too busy selling me costumes for 75 cents a piece. <laughs> that's where they're making their money. <laughs> that's, uh, believe it or not, that's really all we've got in the, in the TWAB. There's a lot of artwork in there. Uh, there's some pumpkin carvings. There's mm-hmm. some stencils if you want to carve your own. There's going to be a Festival of the Lost Fashion Week next week cool uh of course artwork of the week uh, i think it's really cool it's a couple of uh it's a titan and a drag so or a uh an exo and a drag sitting there uh carving pumpkins together that i think is really cool um uh, i want to read the the ending paragraph here from damage uh, um because this is kind of addressing some there's been some little nerfs and stuff that they talk about on twitter that haven't really been addressed in schwabs and that we haven't actually brought up because it's just impossible for me to keep up with everybody, what every community manager is saying about like the littlest, tiniest changes. Uh, team has been hard at work over the last few months planning special things for the 30th anniversary release, not just content, but also quality of life updates. Cosmo and I have been responding to a few questions here and there about bug fixes, like a pass on the Dune Marcher's chain lightning. Thank you. I'm tired of getting, I'm literally getting killed through walls with it and I hate it. Aim assist tuning on Vex Mythoclass, which will help keep the weapon viable in PvE while addressing PvP concerns, and even a fix for those pesky Valor overflowing screens that occasionally pop up in the middle of your Crucible matches. The upcoming patch is more than just bug fixes, though. The team was able to squeeze in a little more time for other bits of exotic weapon tuning as they transition to fully focus on Witch Queen. Don't get me wrong, this isn't a full season's worth of buffs, but a handful of fun things to give some exotics a fighting chance in a given Guardian's loadout. I've heard whispers of a few changes that have already got me thinking about switching things up. I've also seen a few previews of upcoming exotic ornaments that I just need to get my hands on. The end of November, early December is the target for the full write-up from our sandbox team, so stay tuned. 
Uh, that pretty much confirms Whisper of the Worm is going to be viable again. Right. We've Johnny and I were like, thank God we've only been acquiring ornaments for like three years for this gun, hoping <laughs> that it's time. Um, what do you think? I really. When do you think they're gonna go put? Ahead. When do you think they're gonna put that uh, the catalyst out back out for it? It's got to be in the 30th anniversary thing. Like I would be fine if that the outbreak catalyst and there was one other catalyst that I think that I think they haven't brought back yet. Yeah, the, um, uh, I know which one I it think is, so I forget. Is it Legend of Acrius? Yeah, because you could only get it through yeah. the, the raid. Prestige Leviathan. Yeah. Prestige Leviathan is how you earned it. Yeah. Um, I could see them giving those out in... Uh, or I think the Ruinous Epigy Catalyst may not be earnable anymore either. I don't know, but there, there's a handful of catalysts. Put those as rewards in the dungeon. Mm-hmm. You know, you're talking about spoils from... The history of Bungie, and I mean, Gallarhorn's going to be a part of it. Gallarhorn's almost certainly going to have a catalyst with it. Why I mean, not let me earn the uh, the Whisper and Outbreak ones right there, too. Mm-hmm. Do you think they're going to get a Black Spindle ornament for Whisper, since it's basically the same weapon? <laughs> I mean, it is the same weapon. Like, canonically, it's it's so funny that we've got, we went from Black Hammer to Black Spindle to Whisper of the Worm. Um, I, I can only hope when King's Fall comes back that we upgrade touch of malice to something else mm-hmm. um, i think that's a really cool way to do it i mean similar to like how ace of spades was introduced we had ace of spades in destiny one but it was explained away as oh that was just a that was just a model of Cade's ace of spades mm-hmm. you get the real one in forsaken yeah. just like ray's lighter is actually shax's sword the one that you get in destiny one is just a remake of it yeah um I think those explanations are always cool. Like, I always like that we forged our own Gallarhorn, so it's kind of like, okay, well, how is this going to work in? Um, I'm excited to see it, though. I want to see what other buffs they give. Like, So they say Fighting Chance. I think Fighting Lion is going to get some nerfs re- uh, reversed. I know that's been a topic uh, amongst some of those fans in the community. Uh, but let me see if there's anything else that they address on here. Um, I know that a big conversation that's been going on and I want to, I think I want to wait until next week to talk about it. I don't want to cram it in tonight is how slowly Gambit progresses, mm-hmm. how bad it is. Yeah. Because that sounds like a good topic for next week. Cause there's really nothing assuming going on. Cause like, dude, the grind for Gambit is ridiculously slow. Like it's, it's so slow. It's so bad. Um, we know that they are looking at Gambit, and I think the Gambit changes are not going to come until Witch Queen at this point, which is really disappointing. But Gambit needs a complete overhaul in the way that Trials got. That Trials and that um, even Iron Banner is scheduled to be getting, because mm-hmm. it's really bad. Um, I thought that grinding out for the Vanguard ranks was going to be the worst, and yeah. instead I just ran a whole bunch of Nightfalls last week. Um not just from, oh, I'm going to be lazy and I'm going to sit here and bang out like a Shadows a million times on double XP, but it just got it got really rough. The Gambit one's tedious. Gambit is unfun. It's not a good activity right now. I actively avoid it like the plague. Like The Gambit ornament that you have to earn for one of the seasonal challenges is one of the two that I'm going to skip this season. It's that, like, it's that repulsive to me right now. Yeah. I, I'm having a hard enough time getting even to half of... I got to half of a reset 
to know that I have about 15,000 to go before I earn that stupid ornament is almost too much for me to comprehend right now. That's a lot of Gambit, and I know that I've got until February to do it. I just don't think I'm going to play that much Gambit between now and then. Yeah. Over the next four months, I can't see myself playing that much Gambit. Maybe Especially with spike. the 30th anniversary stuff, and then Halo, and then, you know, the stuff you need yeah, to catch up on. Gambit is like... I missed, I, so I missed the first double XP week for Gambit entirely when I was on vacation. Mm-hmm. And then this past week, I just didn't do it because I was having so much fun with Festival and with, you know, running Grandmasters. It was my first Grandmasters of the season. I was having fun running those. I kind of forgot it was double Gambit until the last day. And I was like, well, shit. I guess I should have been playing Gambit this whole week instead. Uh, like, Colonel was telling me that that's how he got, he got to his Gambit ornament because that's all he played for Pages and Candy. Yeah, I was like, oh god. Well, good for you, bud. I could not have done that. Good for you. Yeah. Um. But Corey, before we get on out of here, we we have two more things to get to. Actually, I thought we only had one. I'm not going to forget our listener question that I forgot last week. I'm not going to forget it again. We have another one today too from Instagram. Do we really? Yeah. From Insta from Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm going to get to uh, I'm going to get to mine. Okay. So, uh, Blade Blade wrote us back. Um question question for your for, question for the next episode. What legendary weapon would you want to come back? I think it's a, that's a pretty basic question. There's no parameters given. Is it Destiny 2 or Destiny 1? What legendary weapon would you want back? Um, I'm, I'm going to go first on this one because my answer probably would have been Hung Jury and then they put it in the game last season. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, the LDR sniper rifle from Destiny 1. Hmm. I loved that thing uh, for a long time. It was one of the absolute best weapons in the game. Uh, I cannot tell you how many raids I took that into, and I used uh, I used that gun religiously even after snipers got a pretty big nerf in Destiny 1. If I had to give a Destiny 2 answer, I think there's two weapons I would say, and that is um, I would love for Badlander, the shotgun, to come back into the game and be as dominant as he used to be. Uh, but that was back when you could. It was, it was a full auto shotgun. You could just hold the trigger down and pump into a boss. Yeah, I really liked how Badlander and Ikelos SMG or Ikelos uh, Shotty work the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, Bestie and Dynasty, though, man, that's that. I think that would be my Destiny two pick. Give me Bestie and Dynasty. Uh, Is reissued. that not back or was it Sunset? That's Sunset, though, right? I think it was. Sun- I think it was Sunset. Um, I don't think it's ever come back. Like that and Last Hope were very similar yeah. um take either one of those back there, there's there it's funny because there's a whole laundry list of things i could give you primarily from season of dawn that i'm still very upset we're taking away my last hope my patron of uh, my patron of saints uh scout rifle which i still maintain was one of my go-tos randy's throwing knife exit strategy python uh, there's a lot of those. I'm not going to be like, oh, I want Mountaintop and Recluse back. Like, I don't want those back. I'm actually enjoying not being terrorized by those. Uh, but some of these other, some of those other aspirational guns, mm-hmm. I don't see any reason why they couldn't be brought back. Yeah. So, Corey, what's your pick? Um, I have two. So, the when they updated Prison of Elders in Destiny 1, 
there was mm-hmm. the uh, the auto rifle that I forget what it was called. Start with an S. I think it was mm, forget what it was called, but I would bring that back. I it's at the tip of my tongue. It starts with an S. I guess I could just look it up. Um, I'm looking it up right now. Really? Hang on. Uh, Wolf Slayer's Claw? Is that what you're thinking of? No. Okay, because that was the auto that dropped from there. No, there's a, there's another one that dropped during... Uh... Mm. Hmm. Hold on, let me see. I forget what it's called, but it was it was a really fast... It was like a really fast shooting auto rifle Uh, that was like equal to whatever the... Everybody... When, People didn't have the trials auto rifle. This is the auto rifle they use in PvP. Uh, gotcha. Um, God, I forget what it was called. I wish I remember what it was called. Uh, so that's that's one. Uh, and then the other one, which I think is probably going to come back next year because of the King's Fall raid, is the heavy machine gun from the King's Fall raid. Was well, I never took yeah. it off. I never took it off. Uh, it was it was that good. So those are my two. Man, what is this auto rifle called? So for me, it, it's funny that you say the King's Fall one because for me, what I liked was the Crota machine gun. Mm. I used the Crota LMG for like damn near everything. Mm. Um, God, I forget what it I forget what it's called at this point. It had some funky hive name, but. The aesthetic for what you got in the King's Fall weapons was just so cool. Um, I would love to see most of those come back. Uh, the Qu- Quilm's Terminus, that's that's the LMG you're thinking of. Just, yeah. God, you look at some of these weapons, they're so beautiful. Mm. How could you not enjoy that? And like even like the most basic armor, but like when you got the hard mode armor, like just how good it all looked. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Uh, what's our second question that we have tonight, Corey? Uh, let me let me pull it up here. Uh, man, I this is really gonna bother me now. Uh, so Instagram, let me pull it up. Do do do, pulling up the questions for the Instagram stuff. This comes from our pal Joasis. He says, Joasis. Yes, he says, what? Has been your go-to loadouts for this season. Mine is Fatebringer, Null Composure, One K. What? A th- what oh, is it? A thousand. First versions? off, I hate you. You have One K. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you. I need. I need to start doing King's Fall runs. Um, at least just doing. Well, not King. God, last wish runs to because uh, you can just go straight to the boss encounter yeah. for shots at One K. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need to start doing it. This is the perfect season to do it into. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I'm going to start doing that, even if I'm just LFGing for it. Yeah. Because um, you you can one phase ribbon now. I just need to actually like read in how to do it. Uh, my go-to loadout <laughs> has been really unorthodox. Um, and I know, I know, some of you are going to be screaming, Josh, why are you using double primaries? It's not efficient. Well, this loadout has gotten me through almost all hard content it's got me through grandmasters it has got me through it has got me to the lighthouse three times now i'm not going to start doubting my drunken self at this point Mm -hmm. uh and that is messenger with uh rapid hit and one for all uh vex mythoclast and my heavy has actually been like my most dexterous slot i think 
I've been uh, bouncing between, lately, Reed's Regrets and, uh, believe it or not, Ascendancy. I actually have taken a liking to Ascendancy lately. Um, I still use a sword wherever I need to, but that's kind of my go-to. If I need an exotic in another slot, then, uh, oh man, when I have to take off Vex, I thank God I have like a whole like deep bench of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I still run a lot of Icolos SMG and in my primary, I've actually been pairing this with, uh, Vex in a lot of multiplayer, uh, Peacebound. Now that I have it with Headstone, especially, I've been really enjoying uh, Peacebound with uh, with Vex. There's a nice little combo there. Peace, One-two punch. Peacebound is such a good sidearm. It's, it's so a good. really good sidearm, yeah. So good. Corey, what's your go-to loadout right now? Um, Right now, it's the... It's usually in my primary slot. It's either... See the, it's a mix between Peacebound, Hung Jury, or... Uh, outbreak usually uh in my secondary it's usually the the Icolos shotgun because uh, i like i'm a i'm a shotgunner i don't know if you knew this or not josh shotgunner here big i do know big, that big big shotgunner here uh so i'm usually running that although i have been running a little bit of vision of confluence just in strikes and nightfalls and stuff because i have a really really good role on it uh mm-hmm and then in my heavy slot, it usually switches between Xenophage or I would say Code Duello if I need a, if I need to have an exotic in some another slot or mm. uh, you know even even follow fallen guillotine still if you know we're running something that requires a sword mod to take down champions so that's usually what I'm running. Uh, R.I.P. Xenophage. That gun uh, got hit a little too hard with uh, the seasonal nerfs this year. Yeah, I didn't think it was going to be that bad, and then it 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 was <laughs> it worse is than in I fact thought. that bad, my friend. Yeah. Um, <laughs> By the way, I figured out what the legendary weapon was that I want back. That what from was Prison it, of Timmy? Elders? It's from the challenge of the elders uh, uh, when they retooled it. Soul Stealer's Claw was the you, auto rifle. So. So, uh, I lied. Before we run into Lore Corner, I wanted to hit on the hotfix that came out today <laughs> real quickly because it is a trial-centric hotfix, um, and it's a lot of change that people have been asking for. Um, capturing zones and trials no longer grants super energy. So when that comes back, that's probably the clearest way to tell me that that's probably going to be the December trials labs. Right. Um, that will not spiral this time. Trials now restricts access of fire team leaders if they have not reached the appropriate gear or power level. Good, because I have matched in with people who are at like 1300 power, and I don't know how that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, fixed an issue that caused flawless players who reset to their ticket to prioritize matching with other flawless resetters for the first two wins on the new ticket. Um, that. So, and it specifically says this issue would occur even when flawless matchmaking was disabled. And man, let me tell you something. That was really rough. Um, we were literally wondering out loud, like, why are our first two matches always so sweaty? And then they came out and said this. We're like, oh, because I mean, I can't tell you the amount of times we had to burn a mercy on like the second match. Right. But then the rest of the the rest of the card, with the exception of like maybe match six or seven, was like just smooth sailing. 
Uh, it happened one too many times for it to be a coincidence, and it kind of discouraged a lot of us from like wanting to play too much more trials. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you might see a boon in that this week. And then uh, traveling to the simulated lighthouse will no longer reset ritual activity streaks. So no longer are you going to lose your uh, valor streak if you go there. Um, other than that, there's there's a few like little minor things uh, that you can check out some cosmetic some cosmetic things and in uh, the corrupted strike uh, fixed an issue where the boss's shields regenerate faster than expected on nightfall difficulties. They now regenerate based on health threshold, just like they do in direct launch or the Vanguard playlist. Good because that was an immensely frustrating strike the last time it was up. It was nigh unplayable. Right. So now I think we've gotten through everything. And we can jump into Lore Corner. Cool. Without any further delays. I've only been trying to get there for 15 minutes. That's okay. If there's anything I got uh, right now, Josh, we're, it's we're time. Jump. So. Wait, what? I said if there's anything I have right now, it's time. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, we're going to jump back to the Ripples book. Uh, now that the API has finally updated and I can read these from somewhere other than directly in the game. Uh, we're going to jump back to our seasonal lore. We're going to do uh, pages six and seven tonight. We're going to hold off on number eight because I don't think number eight was supposed to be accessible on the internet yet. And I accidentally read it and I definitely don't want to read it on here if it's not actually attainable in game. Right. And I don't, I'm like 99% certain it's not. Right. Um, so this first one is called Isolation. Space is loneliness. Far removed from any of the system's planets, it is at once suffocatingly dark and blindingly bright, depending on which way you turn. A jump ship sits in fixed position in the in the black, engines off, oriented so its underbelly faces the glare of the distant sun. There is no true cro- true cockpit inside the radiant acceptor. The ship's canopy projects an image to the pilot. No frame, no obstructions, just the infinite gulf. Crow stares up the, at the blackness between a cluster of stars he can't identify. He wishes he were there, where nothing is known, where everything can be new again. Glint rests in his guardian's lap. He is accustomed to Crow's hands cradling him as though he were a small cat. But in this moment, Crow's head is instead in his hands, fingers tangled in his hair. Glint is silent and patient. He knows he has to be. Crow makes a small sound in the back of his throat and the ghost stirs. When this is followed by an unsteady hitch in his breathing, Glint floats up presses himself to Crow's chest and begins to hum. Crow's hands close around him, clutching him against his heart. And that's how Glint knows. Crow is still the same inside. Sulfurous plumes rise from fissures in the Venetian soil. Crow marches across the planet's surface, his boots crushing thin sheets of calcium that skim across shallow, iridescent pools of water. His jump ship is perched atop a rise nearby, clear of the unstable field he now traverses. Crow pleads, Glint pleads over his guardian's shoulder. Can you tell me why we're here? I find it interesting that Crow has gone back to Venus because we know Aldrin had a lot of interest in Venus. Mm-hmm. Um, you think he's? Fine? I don't. I don't know. I. You go think, ahead. You think he's just trying to find solace there? You think he's just trying to find like, not really answers, but just kind of find peace with what he learned you know and maybe this is a place where he can go to just you know um so he we know that from from the lore of season of the hunt he was planning to go to venus before we got him to go to the tower so this is something he's been wanting to do for a while um i'm curious i think there's a i think there's a few things 
Um, so we know specifically Osiris told him not to go uh, to there. We know that mm. he told, we know Osiris told him not to go to Venus, told him to go to the tower instead. So maybe this is kind of a thinking of uh, Sabathun told me not to do it, so I'm going to do it anyways. Uh, maybe he's there to try and recruit any remaining Elixni to House Light. Or maybe it's something deeper. Maybe he's thinking, well, if I go into the vault, maybe I can reset time. Maybe I can save everyone. Mm -hmm. Maybe I can make it to where Osiris never gets possessed. Yeah. And I don't know. But, I mean, there's there's clearly still some stuff to be done. We know that he is an emissary to Keitel now alongside Saladin. Right. So I'm curious to see how that, like, how do we get there from here? Um, Glint is back is with us during the Halloween event, which takes place a week or two after this. So I, I don't really know what's going on. This is this is one of those I think we're going to come back to. Like I almost wonder, what if Venus is was kind of like the prototype for what we see Savathun's throne world become in the trailers? Right. Um, I've kind of wondered that. Like maybe that's what Venus looked like in the past or something. I don't know. Like. The Vex also pretty clearly still have a role to play in this story and have kind of had a diminished role as of late. Yeah. Even though we fight them so much in Season of the Splicer, um, they really didn't have the role in Beyond Light that some of us kind of anticipated they would have. Yeah. And there's still the matter of that gigantic Vex portal that we're going to have to deal with at some point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so I think this is kind of more setup lore for Crow's future than like something that we're going to deal with right this second. Right. Um, but let's, let's move on. Let, let's go to, let's go to number seven. Interlo interplotation. You, what's that word again? Interpolation? I don't know. Uh, I hate you. It's the first thing Mara says upon reaching Savathun's crystalline prison. Her words lack heart, but echo throughout the cavernous chamber nonetheless. I just want to be absolutely clear on this. I hate you, and I wish nothing but pain and suffering for the rest of your miserable existence. The crystal shimmers and Savathun's gentle laughter ripples through Mara's mind. I know, the Witch Queen murmurs. I could have you jettisoned into the sun, Mara says coolly, but unlike some creatures, I uphold my word when I give it. But we're the same creature, are we not? Savathun wonders. Although Mara can't see her smile, she has no difficulty imagining what it looks like. I am nothing like you. No, of course not. Savathun's voice is easy and languid. Some might mistake her for being sincere. Mara has taken the same tone too many times in her own life not to recognize it for what it is. I thought you were a powerful, competent woman plagued by a difficult relationship with her family, Savathun says. Someone who weaves complicated, long-spun schemes across the arc of time's bow. My mistake. Mara stares at the crystal, clenches her jaw, and turns her back to leave. But before she can take even one step towards that door, she feels Savathun's consciousness brush like silk against hers. I thought you were someone who believes herself to be so smart, Savathun purrs, that she is easily blinded by her own ambitions and self-appointed genius. Someone who is so certain of her solutions that she fails to see the inherent peril in her plans, and yet too embarrassed to ever admit she may have gone astray. Tension knots the muscles in Mara's shoulders and back. Over the years, she has trained her face to remain a mask, but she's not always as skilled when it comes to the rest of her body. Savathun continues, 
I thought you were someone so afraid of being vulnerable that you'd rather fail than enough. Mara rounds on Sabathun's prison with the precision of an angry viper. She does not raise her voice. Instead, she lowers it. That might work on him, she says. The last word like fire on her lips because it still pains her to refer to Crow by any name. But you'll find my armor has fewer gaps. Power surges around her hands as she slams them a crystal. Power surges around her hands as she slams them against a crystalline surface. A lattice of radiant energy winds itself around Savathun's prison, and Mara hopes that the furious drumming of her heart and intermittent flare of her nostrils will be mistaken for exertion, not a different kind of weakness. When the spell is complete, Mara steps back. Her glowing eyes dim. She wavers with fatigue, listening for the psychic echo of Sabathun's voice inside her skull. There is only silence. Shut up, Mara breathes, a strained marriage of relief and loathing. Shut up. Man. She's pretty clearly trying to... She's trying to get Mara to crack. Yeah. Which is definitely not a good thing. I'll put it that way. No. Um that's actually outright completely bad <laughs> um she she wants to sow division and that's clearly her end game is still to destroy the dreaming city i mean there is no way that's not still her goal ultimately right uh is to seize control of that and i i think to eventually enter the distributary is probably her final ultimate goal Mm -hmm. uh, to enter where the the rest of the Awoken who did not come back with Mara and Aldrin are ultimately at. Yeah. Uh, where Eternity is like a year in our time, basically. Yeah. Um, I would be curious to see if we ever see what's in there or if Sabathun achieves her goal. We still don't know the whole okay, how are we gonna remove the worm from her? Like, does Mara actually have a plan here, or is this going to go horribly wrong? Because you have to assume that Mara's going to try to kill Sabathun when she removes the worm. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. I wouldn't I be mean, shocked if that was like an end-of-season mission where we fight Sabathun for the first time. We're like fight an echo of her, kind of like we fought the echoes of Oryx mm -hmm. in the uh, Reckoning, Tier 3 Reckonings. Right. I wouldn't be shocked to see something like that, or even if she took on like the form of Pashladun or something. You know, she was that big. Yeah. Wouldn't be utterly shocked to see that. But something still has to happen to where she makes a either she's stolen the light or she makes us think that she has. Yeah. There's been a whole bunch of cryptic teasers about it uh, the last couple of weeks. I expect those to ramp up as we get closer to 30th anniversary. We said this a few weeks ago. They almost certainly won't deal with this plot line again until after the dawning, yeah. which. There's really no good way to do it, because if you do it before the dawning, then you're like, oh, well, she's out there, you know, with the light stolen. But hey, let's bake cookies instead. <laughs> uh, let, let's go. Let's go hang out with Zur and go get a rocket launcher. Right. Uh, let's go do all this ridiculous stuff. And you got to be wondering, like, uh, well, what's she planning? Like, what's her ultimate endgame here? Like, we still got to deal with Zivu Arath. Like, is Zivu Arath going to be dealt with here? Is she going to be dealt with in a future expansion? Um what what's going to happen are we are we finally going to break the curse of the dreaming city before the end of the year you know is that when we remove the worm is that going to cause us to break the curse finally or not because quaria is dead as far as we know right 
As far as we know, as I should keep reiterating, as far as we know, Quaria is dead. Yeah. Uh, there is always the possibility, with, as with everything that Sabathun does, that she's not. Because why else would she be offered up on a silver platter, right? Right. Like, right. This is just this whole entry for me is just kind of like seeing into her mind and her scheming. Like she already got Crow to doubt himself and run away. Yeah. She's got Saint off she's, looking for Osiris. She's clearly like five steps ahead of everyone, and she knows. Which is funny because normally Mara is five steps. Ahead. Yeah. Which is what makes it scary. If she's five steps ahead of Mara, imagine how many steps she is in front of like the vanguard and stuff. So, I just, man, I'm thinking, I'm thinking about that raid and like, you know, Savathun is coming, right? Like, obviously, she's going to be the villain of of or the final boss of the raid. But like, I was thinking, like, okay, so we know she's running from someone, right? And maybe like the story is like she steals the light to try to defend herself from who she's running from. But like, Mm -hmm. what if, what if in that final encounter of Savathun, we, you know, get her health all the way down. Right. And it looks like we kill her, but then like whoever she's running from comes in and just murders her. And then you just see the words run pop up in your, on your, (laughs) screen and you just run dude if i if that if that is how i see the seasonal event ending while mara's conducting a ritual and it goes raw and she and it just says run on my screen and it, like imagine you're running and like crow and saint are hauling a crow saint and petra are like all hauling ass with you mm-hmm. like that would be terrifying to me that would be like the quickest way for me to, I don't know, have a meltdown, kind of like the opening of the Taken King, mm-hmm. when it tells us to run and get basically get out of Phobos. Yeah, I used to enjoy playing that on like the lowest difficulty when I was like absurdly overpowered and like taking the run part literally, yeah. not even like stopping to fight, just sprinting through everything. Yeah, like oh, I'll burn the boss as fast as I can, and then I'm just gonna like haul out of here. That strategy almost never works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, but it was always fun to do it because it was like, oh, like I <clears throat> kind of like the uh, we we've done missions on the moon where we've had to do that, um, like when we were in Crota's throne world for his funeral, which is still one of the weirdest things I think this franchise has ever done. Mm-hmm. And you had you had to run back through parts of the Crota raid mm-hmm. uh, to get out, and then uh, subsequently in the catacombs, and you've had to do that in a few other missions. Mm-hmm. Where we've had to we've had to run and if not you're you're gonna get caught by like like darkness and it'll slow you down and like the the hive are gonna mob you and stuff right yeah i think that, that'd be cool like don't do it like every expansion but man if you were ever gonna do it i think sabathun sabathun is the time I, it's funny because i feel like each of the next three like you could easily do that like oh sabathun you could do it in witch queen you could do it in lightfall there's no way you're not doing it in the final shape mm-hmm yeah. Final shape's just gonna be like a giant Telesto chasing you down a oh hallway. God. <laughs> no, because then they'll cancel the expansion because it's broken. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Just like let me go in. Let me go into the final boss, dual wielding Telestos. That'd be great. But Corey, why don't you get us on out of here? Yeah, tonight? we're gonna get out of here. Uh, I want to thank everybody for watching and or listening. Remember, you can catch Tower Casuals every Friday on your podcast service of choice and on our YouTube channel. Like, subscribe, share, rate, and review wherever you listen. 
You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Tower Casuals. You can email the show your questions at towercasuals at gmail.com. Josh, I appreciate your time tonight. Where can we find you? As always, at Josh underscore Finn, two ends on Twitter. Of course, it's not a very pleasant place to be right now. You'll see me alternating between the Mavs season is lost mm. after one game, mm. and it's all Jason Kidd's fault, and uh, the Seahawks season is over because Wilson broke his finger. That's fair. You have Geno Smith, though. It's, it's, okay, I do not blame our last two losses on Geno Smith. No. It is far from Geno's he actually fault. He actually played really defense. He actually played really well against the Steelers. He played fine against the Steelers. He played really good against the Rams, and I'm still so upset that we didn't win that game. Mm. But... Ugh, Corey, get, get me out of here. That's right. I'm yeah, watching. I'm watching Case Keenum, and <laughs> the Mavs lost by like forty tonight. I can't talk about this. You can find me at I am Corey in HD on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me ranting about the Browns and I don't know whatever else Nintendo did this week. I guess because uh, you know everybody's angry about them again. Uh, so thank you everybody for watching and/or listening. And until next time, we love you. Goodbye. <laughs>